It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, this is Eric Ludi. We just concluded our 14 weeks of training, and if any of you walked through Daily Thunder during that time with us, you know that we had a lot of fun. Uh, Nathan went through a series called Soul Drift. I think he had like 27 episodes. I went through a series called Spiritual Lessons from World War I, 42 episodes. If you missed those, oh boy, uh, you need to go to ellersley.com forward slash daily and dig up those uh, great archives, that great material. It was some powerful stuff over the summer. However, now we're in sort of a transition time for Daily Thunder because we're remodeling our campus, and guess what's included in that? Our studio. And so our studio for producing our Daily Thunder is going to be ready soon, and we're excited to debut it. But in the meantime, we're releasing three throwback series. So last week we did a series from Leslie called Overcoming Apathy. But this week we have a series from Nathan, one of those classic Nathan Johnson series. If you've ever been an Ellerslie student, you've heard the message Gnosko, which is a very significant foundational message in our training. Well, this is like Nathan unpacking Gnosko in a daily thunder manner. And so it's called The Intimacy of Knowing. I hope you really enjoy it. God's blessings. Well, welcome to session two. In the last session, I walked through three different Greek words for the word knowledge or knowing something. Again, just for a quick review, there was nostos, which was facts, data, and information. It's like picking up a piece of newspaper. There was oida, which is this idea of sight or understanding, perception. It's that kind of an idea that I know it. How do I, I perceive it? I, I see it. And then there was the word gnosko, which is you know something, but You've experienced it. It's relational. It's, it's intimate. Now, I want you to take all of that and come into Philippians chapter 3. It's interesting. As you're looking at Philippians chapter 3, Paul begins to make a list of what we could call the best of the best. In other words, he's going through his resume or his pedigree, and he's saying, okay, this is my life. So let's just read this. This is Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 11. Paul writes, If anyone else thinks that he has confidence in the flesh, I more so. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, I persecuted the church, and concerning the righteousness which is in the law, I was blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yes, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So listen to what Paul's doing. 
he, he's going through and recounting his background. He says, you know, I came from the right background. I had the right education. I had the right family. I, I grew up in the right town. I, I mean, I just, I'm the best of the best of the best of the best. That, that if you're going to compare your life with mine, says Paul, psst, you got nothing. That, that I, ha hey, I've got, I've got all the awards. I got all the trophies. I got the letterman's jacket. I, I got all this stuff that the world would look at and just applaud and go, hey, that is phenomenal. Paul says, I am the best. But then he makes this shift and he says, if you were to take all of that stuff and you were to offer it to me like on a platter, he says, I would actually look at this and call this stuff rubbish. I would count it loss in view of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at this idea of the exchange for rubbish. Look at Philippians 3 verse 8 again. Paul says, yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Again, he's saying, if you're to offer all this to me, I would look at it and count it as rubbish. Now, I don't know what you think of when you hear the word rubbish. I, th I think of like a British uh, term for like a trash can, like throw it in the rubbish bin, right? Just put it over there, right? It's, it's, I, that's what I hear. But the word for rubbish, when you actually look at it, it's the Greek word skubalon, which actually means awkwardly uh, dung or rubbish. In fact, a literal definition would actually be dog dung or dog doo-doo. Can you imagine what Paul's saying here? He says, here I am, the best of the best of the best of the best. In fact, if the world was to look at my life and all my accomplishments and all that I've, all that I've done, they would, they would applaud and they would, they, they would cheer. Why? Because I have accomplished it all. And yet, he says, if you were to take all of that and offer it to me in comparison to the knowledge of Christ Jesus, he says, I would look at this and not only count it loss, I would look at this and count it rubbish. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never once looked at what comes out of a dog and said, I'm going to keep it. That, hey, that's phenomenal. In fact, I'm going to put it in a baggie and hang it on my refrigerator. See, we, that is the last thing in our minds. In fact, I had a dog for a whole season and more often than not, it was never like, woo, that's awesome. It was always like, oh no, what on earth? See, that's what Paul's saying. He says, what if we could take all the accomplishments and accomplishments and background and education and family and, and upbringing and da 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 da, -da just, just that whole list. Paul says, what if, what if we could take that whole list? Would knowing Jesus be so grand in our lives that we would look at that and count it as rubbish? Now, the question we have to ask is, well, what word does he use for that word knowledge? So in the last session, again, we walked through the three words. We had nostos, facts, data, information, oida, perception and understanding, and gnosko, knowledge through intimacy or experience. It's interesting to me that when you look at Philippians chapter 3, the word that Paul actually uses is not gnosko, which, which actually bothered me. I was like, Paul, that actually should be the word that you're using. He uses the word nostos. So look at this again, Philippians 3.8. Yes, indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the nostos of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. So again, let me walk you through this. Paul is saying, here I am, the best of the best of the best of the best. 
I had the right education, right background, right, hey, I, I accomplished it all. I'm, I just, everyone with a cheer and applaud. But if you were to offer that to me, I would look at that and count it as loss, as, as rubbish in comparison to knowing Jesus in a newspaper headline. If, if I just had some facts, if, if I just had some data and information about Jesus, says Paul, that would be sufficient to dumping my entire pedigree. Would you be willing to say that? Is Jesus so grand in your life? Is he so triumphant? Is he so amazing that if all you had was a single headline, headline, newspaper headline that just said, Jesus is Lord, would that be sufficient for you to dump everything and count it loss? In fact, call it rubbish? That's what Paul's saying. But I love the fact that Paul doesn't end there. He goes and he moves into verse 10. Let's read verse 10 again. Paul says this. He says, while that's true, my passion, my focus, my desire is that I would actually know him. Paul says, yes, I'd be willing to dump my background. Yes, I'd be willing to dump all my accomplishments. Yes, I'd be willing to dump my pedigree. In fact, I will count it loss and call it rubbish if I just had a newspaper headline that said Jesus is Lord. God is so good. God is so worthy. He should be so magnified in our life that we'd be willing to dump everything in our life for the sake of just having information about Jesus. But Paul says, I will not be satisfied with newspaper information, Jesus. See, I, I'm not going to just be information with perception. I'm not just going to be satisfied with, with mere facts and data and academia about Jesus. Paul says, do you know what my burn is? Do you know what my desire? Do you know what my hunger and thirst is? It's for Jesus himself, that I would get wrapped up in intimacy and oneness with the living God. Paul says, I, I'm not interested in newspaper relationship. I actually want relationship and intimacy and oneness with Jesus Christ. Or as Jesus said in John 17, 3, this is eternal life. This, this gnoscoing of him. And Paul says, you know what the burn of my heart is? That. I want to know him, says Paul. Can I ask you, do you want Jesus like that? For so many of us in the church, we've grown up and we know the right answers and we know when to stand up and we know when to sit down and we know the, 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 the lyrics to the songs. But for whatever reason, it's become duty and obligation and we've lost the intimacy in the relationship. Don't, don't you want this with Jesus? Don't you want this thing with Jesus that, that ever grows and, and gets better and better and better? Well, I love to take this another level deeper. So in the next session, I want to flesh this out about what does it mean to actually gnosko Jesus? So I hope you'll join me in the next session. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.